Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on another great summer morning. 503-589-1220 is the number to call. Political Coffee, that's the name of the show. If you're just joining us for the very first time, I'm your host, former state representative, Jeff Krupp, fifth-generation Oregon farmer, and yes, I have been up since 2.30 this morning out cutting grass seed. I do it in the early part of the morning for a very specific reason, because there's a little dew on it, and that seed, which I'm hoping to harvest and then clean, bag, and sell, it stays in the seed in the seed head when I'm cutting it, when there's a little dew on it, rather than the hottest part of the day where it shatters on the ground. And once it shatters on the ground, you don't get it back. So that's why I've had about four hours of sleep and there you go. So anyway, but I'm raring to go because I've had lots of coffee, lots of political coffee this morning. And there's lots to talk about. Did you know there's a backup plan that corrupt prosecutor Andrew Weissman, you know, who went after Trump the first time, right? He and his gang of Democrat leftists, the Robert Mueller, Russia, Russia, Russia investigation of Donald Trump. Yeah, that guy. He's a college professor now, don't you know? He says that there is a backup plan that Jack Smith has. He's the special prosecutor who's charged Trump. They have a backup plan in case it fails in Florida. They're going to try something different in New Jersey. And it's kind of along the same lines. They're not going to give up, folks. Now, what's going to happen is this will continue to fail. Now, the Democrats in Oregon, by the way, have a... Um, a backup plan of themselves to, while they floated a proposal in the House, you know, the House that is passing all of these bills. In fact, there's a story about that in the Northwest Observer. Oregon House fuels the Senate. Amended bills tell the story of a legislative process. This is this bill we talked about the other day where because House Republicans are still hanging around, letting the Democrats ram their leftist agenda down our throats, putting it all over on the Senate. This bill, a hundred and what was it, a hundred and twelve page amendment was a gut and stuff, folks. Hundred and twelve page amendment. It had one it had two hours to be heard. So they posted that there was going to be a hearing on this 112-page amendment to House Bill 3409. Okay? Two hours. And 
Then they held the hearing, and then they referred it to the Joint Ways and Means Committee. This is how you get around having the constitutional requirement that each bill has to be heard in committee, passed out of committee to the floor of each house. It means a house bill should go through that process on the house side and then go through the process on the Senate side, except they got this little itty bitty workaround. We used to use it too when we were in control, so nothing new here. But if you refer to the Joint Ways and Means Committee, then it goes to, it actually goes right out of committee to the Joint Ways and Means Committee. And the Legislative Fiscal Office gave a summary which says this measure includes provisions from 14 bills which were introduced to address climate issues. Okay? 14 bills. Now, of course, Vicki Brees Iverson, who's the Republican leader, is shocked. And her and a whole bunch of business and industry people sent a letter of opposition objecting to the short time frame for public hearing. They, many of the provisions are highly controversial in nature and have all kinds of potential consequences. And blah, 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 blah. And you know what? She has no intention of stopping it. And how she, could she stop it at this point? Well, you see, when it goes to the Ways and Means Committee, out of a House committee. Then the Joint Ways and Means Committee, which is House and Senate, gets to hear it. They get to hold hearings on it. They get to hold basically one hearing and then pass it through a, out of a subcommittee onto the full committee. That's how it works. Joint Ways and Means. Because it's funding, right? That's the only way it's supposed to get into, but they the, the 112 page amendment has lots of policies in it. You're not supposed to amend policy bills in ways and means, but they do it. We did it. They're doing it. Now, it doesn't go to a Senate committee as a House bill. It goes right to the Senate floor, goes right to the House floor. It bypasses the process. It bypasses your opportunity to have a say in the legislation. That's why they do this. Now, my point is simple. This is another example of why the House Republicans should. Now, there's only eight days left. They need to walk out today. Because they won't acquire 10 absences. They could walk out today and everything shuts down. Now, the Senate Republicans are not coming back, folks. No matter what the lies you read in the newspaper, they ain't coming back. Okay? They're just not.
And that's a good thing. But the House needs to do the same thing. The House just see, needs to say enough is enough. I don't expect that for a number of reasons. I just don't think it's going to happen. Now, there's some other things going on out there. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM. So they have a workaround on Donald Trump in case the special prosecutor, which is a very novel theory. If, if you have read the last two days of show plans, either on the political coffee clutch telegram page or on the podcast page of KSLM.news under the show, you can um, read the analysis of the Trump indictment. They're saying that if it fails, that then the special prosecutor could come to New Jersey and pursue another novel legal theory called dissemination of classified documents in a separate, complete indictment. They, they law professors, Andrew Weissman and Ryan Goodman, New York University law professors, wrote an op-ed about this, that he may have omitted the dissemination of classified documents charges because he's taking a cautious, narrow approach. The professors say there may be other legal issues that Smith was trying to likely avoid by including New Jersey charges in a Florida indictment. So, the reality is this. You see, there's no way that Donald Trump is going to be convicted of anything in Florida. But what about New Jersey, where judges and jurors are more favorable to the government's case about Trump? They have a backup plan. They're not going to stop. Now, here's the question I want to ask you. The more they keep this up, especially if Trump gets exonerated. Now, I don't think that this, this trial is going to get concluded anytime soon. I think they want to drag it out. But what if Judge Eileen Cannon, the Florida judge that Trump appointed, dismisses it? Because they're going to move for dismissal. Then he could try this tactic in New Jersey. Now he could try this tactic. He could try this in New Jersey also, even before she rules. Because if she schedules the trial after the 2024 president, if she doesn't dismiss it outright, they're moving. Trump's attorneys are moving for dismissal. You need to know that. Ron, hang on. I need to make this point, and and then I'll and I I may have to bring you back. We'll, we'll see. Folks, if she doesn't dismiss the case that Trump's attorneys are going to move for, then she could schedule the trial for 2024. Then the special counsel then could charge him prior to that in New Jersey on this new tactic. You see, I think the more they do this, the more 
it helps Trump in the eyes of the people because Trump will just keep saying over and over again, if they can do this to me, it's clear they can do it to you. The only thing standing between the government coming after you is me. And I think a lot of people are going to figure that out. The more these shenanigans go after Trump, the more they try these things, if this is the backup plan, more people are going to say this is just too far. This is just too much. You think I'm right? What do you think? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Ronnie, hang on. I want to get you through the break. We'll come back. Do you think the Democrats now are floating the idea in the House of doing away with the quorum? The only way they can do that is to pass a resolution without a governor's signature to us, the voters, to change Oregon's constitution. Well, the House can't even do that if the Senate isn't meeting because the Senate would have to pass it also. But none of this should be happening if the House Republicans will just walk out now because they have only eight days left. Only eight. If they all walked out today, they would never get to the 10-day mark. And the clock starts all over again when this legislative session ends. What do you think they should do? We'll ask Ronnie when we come back. It's 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. According to the Liberal Financial Times, Oregon is one of 18 states in America that has entered the early stages of recession. At some point in the last nine months. Yeah, you know, the old legislature may have to come back for more than one special session to deal with budget issues. Because they're addicted to spending just like DC. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. As promised, let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. Thanks for hanging on. No problem. Fresh for the Senate, the House better stay the heck out. They're going to not. They're only going to give a short notice, not even twenty-four hours, oh. and have a public hearing. Is that right? Two hours. Two, Two hours. hours, Ronnie. Excuse me. Uh, pretty I soon they'll that, go to the one hour in the Constitution rule. for us people to stand and maybe bring uh, maybe a, a, a some form of a complaint towards this. House Speaker on their projections because it sounds discriminatory to me, especially if they said they care about minorities and BIPOC and all these other people. No taxation without representation. You're going to tax my fuel and my utilities 
without my consent is asinine. And then I will say this. If the Senate goes back and they allow this bill to pass, here's my promise to the senators, especially to look to, um, to my senator out of the 24th Congressional District, um, who hardly ever talks to me. I will put 100 gallons of diesel in the back of my power truck diesel. And when they have a primary, and if there's a candidate, I will make sure that prim- I will primary their posterior out. And I'm giving a warning to all of you, including the Speaker of the House. I mean, not Speaker, but the Senate minor- House Minority Leader. Because if you go to say you represent the people and our convictions and the law and the Constitution of Oregon, based on the Constitution of the U.S., if you don't stand up for the people... I guarantee you, I will raise the funding, and I will come to every district in the state of Oregon, and I will become like Elijah, and may the Lord bring his sword with him. And at the same time, on President, former President Trump, this is an out now wish hunt, because when if I was listening to a talk show in the evenings on an, on your channel, Mark Levin, right. and the way they're going after Trump. They have no measure of using the, the, uh, the Espionage Act, period. If right. you're not going to go after Hillary, you're only going to give a misdemeanor and not jail time to Sandy Berger. You're not going to go through and uh, reverse various others. And you've got derelicts not holding them accountable, whether it's Comey or, or anybody else of that situation. Um, uh, to me, it's a persecution upon the people. And their representation on partial nominee that's going to be the opposition. And if you're not going after Joseph Robinette Biden, the most racist man I ever met, who did come to my town in 1979 in his Corvette in Fontana, California, at a Grand Dragon rally, as far as I give a darn, it's time for people to wake up because I see them trying to stir the pot and try to bring division and try to make things. Like well, so. of course. I mean, this this is the legacy of Barack Hussein Obama. He was yes, all about the division. dragon. Yeah, that's right. Now, now let me ask you, you: Did I just hear you correctly saying that Biden showed up in California in his Corvette at a KKK rally? Is that what? Yes, you just he said? did in the seventies. Yes, he did about seventy-eight or seventy-nine. A KKK he was rally? The- really? Yes. Wow. I want. Is there any? I'm like any news stories about that, any any pictures, anything like that. That would be fascinating. No, they didn't have pictures at that time period because uh, when he came into town there, I recognized the Corvette as a kid because they would mark, right. they would do from Foothill Boulevard on 66 down to Upland Avenue where the city hall was at on Sierra Avenue. And I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't in that area. I lived in the South, one of a few blacks that were lived in the South in the foster home. But there's talk about it. But at the same time, they did not mention him because the Grand Dragon was the omnibus driver. That was a public service driver that drove into that uh, drove around the black community north of Foothill Boulevard at the time period. And at the same time, the Grand the Grand Dragon for the state was uh, was uh, Tom Metzger out of Fallbrook, California. At the right, time period. right. Who came to Oregon? Over, Yes, he's no good, but he reaped what he sowed. The hand yeah, of God reached. And I will say this. If I saw Ricky Iverson Breeze a couple of days ago, 
when they was having their conference, you know. And if she doesn't have a backbone, it is time for people over east of the Cascades. And like I said, I got 150 gallons that people are going to donate me. And in this power stroke, it gets almost 19.7 to a gallon. I think I can cover a whole lot of territory. And if I have to camp out at the federal parks, because I'm a disabled veteran, I shall. And they're going to figure out this Elijah will come to the mountaintops and do God's will and bring history and truth. And trust me, they want to try me like Eddie Murphy said when he played Grandma. Come on, Cletus, come on. Uh, you come on over here. I'll send you back lipping. Come That's on, my Cletus. response, All and right. I back it up with the hands of God. Well, look, you're, I, I hope that you and others will take her to task in her home district and um and i'm quite serious about that she needs i'm not to, playing no games she needs to go do something else because she's a weak leader and I the don't need strategy they're following is the strategy of failure it's the strategy of surrender uh, Bueller is all in the same weakness appeasement trying to be in like the a pharisees i don't need pharisees i need warriors for liberty Amen. God bless Thank you, brother. Thank you. That's Ronnie. That's his thoughts, folks. It's uh, 630. We'll be back in a moment. There's more to talk about to all of this, but we'll ask your opinion. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 23 minutes before the top. Yeah, great to have you with us on Political Coffee. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff. 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Here's the two things we're primarily talking about today. I'll mention other things as we go along, uh, including this, um, how difficult it is going to be to unwind the very complex web of the Biden crime family syndicate of all of this oligarch, from Ukraine, Burisma founder, who allegedly has these 17 tapes on Hunter and two, well, 15 on Hunter, two on Biden, Joe Biden. Allegedly, he says he paid $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 million to Hunter. This guy, he says it'll take 10 years to unwind the complex web. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also, Oregon is among 18 states that are technically in recession. Now, there's a couple of other things, too. We're talking about the Democrats in the House now are floating a constitutional amendment to do away with the quorum requirement for the legislature because the Senate Republicans have sacrificed themselves in their political futures so that a lot of bad stuff, like the loss of our parental rights by 10-year-olds 
allowed to have abortions without parental consent or knowledge and puts the parents in jail if they object, that kind of thing, or bad gun bills like House Bill 2005 or ranked choice voting and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff, including this bill I mentioned that's the subject of the Northwest Observer story today about how this 112-page amendment that brought together 14 climate change bills that just about everybody opposes, including the trade unions folks that give heavily to the Democrats. They're opposing it. Why? Because it's going to cost them a lot of jobs. That whole business of they sidestep the normal committee process that Ronnie was talking about. One hour notice. They go to the Joint Ways and Means Committee. You never really get a chance to testify on it. The only reason that's happening is because the House Republicans are still there. Now, there's only eight days left to the end of the legislative session. They could lock out today and stop any more bad bills that they've already allowed to pass. Oh, yeah, they fight against them, but they lose. And they know they're going to lose because they don't have the numbers to stop it. So should... Republicans in the House walk out now. If they walk out now with only eight days left, they don't meet this new constitutional amendment, which is unconstitutional, that says after 10, you're done. You can't run for re-election. They could walk out now, shut the place down, totally shut the place down, as they should. You think that's the right thing? And do you think that the Democrats, who are, well, this special counsel that's gone after Donald Trump with this indictment, the backup plan is that they will indict him for something similar in New Jersey as the backup plan in case the trial actually happens in Florida before the 24 presidential election. Or it gets delayed or it gets dismissed by the judge who's a Trump appointee down in Florida. They want to try the same thing. Does that help Trump far more than it hurts him? Is it considered to be like piling on? What do you think? 503-589-1220. Those are the two main issues we're talking about today. There's another one that's directly related to politics. It's about regional banks are scrambling to unload commercial real estate loans. Like in downtown, like in Portland, like in every major city that let Antifa and Black Lives Matters riots just go on unabated, like Portland did. You see, even in New York City, folks, the occupancy rate for downtown Manhattan, which used to be at 90% prior to COVID, is only back up to 48%. In fact, there are lots of downtown property owners in Portland that are looking to sue the leaders of Portland that allowed the homelessness, allowed the violence and the destruction of their businesses to continue. That's why we had Greg Schumacher on, and we'll have him on again. You know the guy that was fighting Antifa and the lefties at Schumacher Furs years ago? Yeah, that guy. 503-5, we're going to go to Art, 
who's uh, on the line. Art, good morning. Your thoughts today. Welcome. Well, Jeff, first of all, Ronnie needs to know that it's House rules and Senate rules that at the end of the session, the time for meetings uh, grows shorter and shorter notification. That's in the rules. It's not in the yeah. Constitution. It is, correct. And, and he needs to understand that. And if those are going to be changed, then it has to be done internally in the House and Senate uh, on those rules. So, and the only way you could change that, Art, is if you have a quorum and they oh, vote well, to change is, it. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. But I know, I know Ronnie was mad, and I just wanted to clarify that. that it, it isn't constitutional. It is by rule. That, that's correct. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and I missed him saying that. Thank you for catching it. Well, that's okay, because, you know, we're, none of us are perfect. That's for Doug on sure. Uh, but I agree with you about the House walking out, because eight days, and then it's done. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, but once the gavel goes down uh, at the end of the session, which is required, they're going to reach the maximum amount allowed to have the long session once the gavel goes down all those bills die that's correct they all die and it's plain and simple yes they can't even resurrect them in a special session uh well because they 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 could reintroduce them in a special session but republicans would have to agree to that and they're not going to they're not going to (laughs) They're not, and you're right, Art. They're not going to agree to it. So the Republicans, again, they're they have the leverage. They're in the driver's seat here. They can simply say to Governor Tina, "You know what? You want a one-day special." This is what Brian Boquist told us Tuesday night at the political coffee clutch at the honky tonk. He said, "The only way we're coming in to do budgets." is if it's a one-day session, we're not going to come in for two or three days to where they can pass, they can introduce these bills and ram them down our throats. We're going to come in for one day, we're going to do budgets, and that's it. Which is what they should be doing. Now, uh, you know, I I agree with you 100% that the House members aren't going to run out because certain members in the House, and unfortunately my representative has said, you know, he's not going to walk out and all that kind of stuff. Kevin Maddox said that when he was running. He's in there to negotiate and do his job, which I disagree with. But, yep, you know, Maddox was the candidate, and so that's what we have to live with. But He's still better than any leftist. Oh, Democrat. hell yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, there is, there is no <laughs> doubt about that. You know, nobody's perfect, and... You know, he's entitled to his opinion, but you can't negotiate with evil. And hopefully he's learned that lesson. And, you know, going forward, he'll rethink some of the things uh, that he's doing after after experiencing how bad it is uh, there in the House and how the Democrats try to rule everything but i wanted to point those things out that there's no way once that gavel goes down all those bills die and the senate 
damn well better knock out. Well, they're not going to come in, Jeff. Uh, they're already in a hundred percent, and and I do wish they would challenge. The Democrats are backing off because they know if they challenge uh, them walking out and stuff, it's it's. Uh, a, a slippery slope there because they have the constitutional right uh, to uh, have freedom of speech and do what they think best. So anyways, Jeff, that's what I wanted to throw in there today. Uh, I'm glad this session's almost over. Uh, it's been a horrible session. But then again, what can you expect from the Democrats? Fair enough. And a bunch of rhino Republicans. Thanks, Art. I appreciate it. Back in a moment at 648. What do you think about all this stuff, folks? Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220. Is that Power Buick GMC talk line? Yeah. If your air conditioning system isn't keeping up now before the truly hot weather hits, you're not going to be happy when the truly hot weather comes. That's why you need to call Freedom Heating and Air right now. 503-580-1456. You know what? They'll come on out to your home or your business. Heck, even apartments. You got a, if you're an apartment manager and you have a specific apartment that has its own heating unit and ain't working right, or if you've got a central system and you're getting lots of complaints, Freedom Heating and Air can fix it for you and do it right away. This is one of the great things about doing business with them. Now, there's lots of other benefits, and they've got a great website which lists all of their services. In fact, they got a blog that's helpful. If you're doing some of your stuff yourself, your DIY stuff. So go to freedomheatingandair.net. That's their website. It's all one word. Freedomheatingandair.net. Check it out. Give them a call. 503-580-1456. Yeah, the regional bank thing is the next shoe to drop. I think that is going to be profoundly impactful in the American economy. Because, you know, these these leftist cities like Portland that have allowed the homelessness and the thugs not prosecuting the people that do property damage, people don't want to go there anymore. I avoid it like the... I won't go anywhere near downtown Portland. Okay? So the people that own those properties have 68% of commercial real estate properties, most of them in downtown. Now, not all of them. 68% are held, the debt is held by regional banks. 1.5 trillion of commercial property debt 
is due for repayment in the next 18 months. According to an economist, this is an Epoch Times story, and I'll have it on the show plan today. Now, why is this important to us? Well, because a bunch of these regional banks operate in Oregon, folks. Now, we know the First Republic had a branch in downtown Portland. A friend of mine worked for them. They've been, they failed partially because of this issue, partially because of high net worth people that they catered to. Now we're faced with bad real estate loans and they were pulling their money out of the bank. There was a bank run. Well, that happened a lot. And then that had to do with the bonds that these banks were coerced into buying at zero rates. And then they had to go back and pay them back at higher rates. Some of these banks are in Oregon. Some of these banks are regional banks. They're going to impact us. This ripples through the economy in ways you can't imagine. This is the next shoe to drop, folks. Be very aware of it. Protect yourself. Keep your debt load low. There is something that's going to happen in the future. I don't know what it is. I believe very strongly in Bible prophecy. I believe in the prophets, modern day prophets. Not always right. But I'll tell you this. There's something that a lot of them are saying is going to happen in America. Don't know what it is. I don't know what. I had a very strange dream last night. I'm not not going to share it with you, but it was about a cataclysmic event. And it had to do with war. It didn't have to do with economic upheaval, although I think that's coming. This is why you need to protect yourself with some storable food. I'm just giving advice. You need to go talk to accurate precious metals. Convert some of your old gold jewelry and other things uh, into or just go buy outright some silver and some gold in small amounts that are tradable. We have to protect ourselves from the insanity of the out-of-control federal spending, out-of-control state spending. We have to. Otherwise, everything that you've ever worked for and everything that you hope for your children and your grandchildren is in jeopardy. Absolutely. Some quick emails I'll get to uh, Gary here in a moment. Jim, thanks for the email about the city council of Hamtramck, Michigan. That voted against allowing gay pride flags on public property. That took some courage. Michael writes about double jeopardy. Some changes in different states is called double jeopardy. He's talking about the backup plan to reindict Trump in New Jersey. Um, it, it's a great email. Uh, a state employee who shall never be named writes, just like corrupt, it's the insurance plan, not a backup plan. You're right. It is the insurance plan. The House Republicans, he writes, by the way, here in Oregon, um, 
They have no conviction, no leadership. They don't. Let's go to the phones to Gary. Gary, good morning. Go Beavs. Go Ducks. <clears throat> so what uh, what percentage do you think uh, the uh, income for the state of Oregon comes from China? Boy, that's, that's a hard one. Uh, I would say substantial amount. We do a lot of business with China. Because... You know, these people are also uh, wound up about uh, slavery 150 years ago. What about slavery today? They, they seem to ignore that, that people are being oppressed, uh, having the most uh, horrific things being done to them, especially if they dissent. Uh, stuff that we're starting to uh, toy with. But um, when are we going to... Uh, you know, address that issue that we're allowing slavery and making money off of it. Look at my docs. I mean, probably three quarters of uh, the money they get is uh, from China through Phil Knight. Yeah. So if you add that and the same issues occurring, modern day slavery with all of these people being sold into businesses coming across the southern border literally indentured servitude and prostitution uh it's the same thing gary when is it kind of where is their consciousness about today's slaves they they get all worked up to you know tear the country down about uh, our past what about our present when when are we going to be conscious about that anyway go does matter to them you're right Michael, thank about you. Michael, if you want to know about Oregon's open carry law, talk to Oregon Firearms Federation. See you guys tomorrow.